Hey, it's Stacy. When was the last time you tried something new? Yeah, I thought so. Me too. We don't like to try new things simply because it's so uncomfortable. This time, we're talking about how to have the courage and stamina to keep going. This is episode 16 of the Where To Next podcast. Hey there. Welcome to the Where To Next podcast. I'm your host, Stacey V, and I'm so honored to be spending the next few minutes together. If you're ambitious and have been studiously creating a life only to realize it's not entirely the way you imagined it would be, and you feel like something's missing, pull up a chair, because we're going to figure out how to get you more without doing more. Most of the time, podcast ideas come to me, they drop in. And I receive them very loud and clear, the message, this is what we're going to talk about this week. And this podcast is no exception. And it couples nicely with an email that I received and something that's going on in my family life. I will start with something that's going on when my children's trying out for the basketball team. And this is not a sweet spot for this particular child. And in fact, it's a new sport. There's been some play in the past, but There's definitely a beginner mindset and skill set there. And after the first and even second day of tryouts, there was a lot of hesitation and frustration and, oh, gosh, mommy, I don't want to do this. This is so hard. It's so boring. This is what kids say. It's hard and it's boring. And I said, "Okay, I totally get that. But let me also share with you something else that could be true. And I said, I bet the reason why you think this is hard and it's boring is because it's new and you are feeling like a beginner. You're very used to feeling dominant in your other sports, but because you haven't played this in a while, it's awkward. You don't know the plays. You don't know the skills. You can't dribble efficiently. All of these things. And I kept getting buy-in every time I said something. Yep. I said, it makes perfect sense then that the reason why you don't like this is because you are not feeling super capable and you're not feeling super even proud yet, right? Yes, I hit the nail on the head. And once I could communicate that and that message was received, what it did was it allowed my child the space to think outside themselves. Oh, it's not just me that's feeling this way. It's entirely possible that everybody who's new to something feels this way and that it's a temporary feeling. It's not going to last forever. And in fact, with every tryout, there were three tryouts and now two practices, confidence has grown and I've seen that and even reflected back. So that's the personal story. The quote that hit me this week in my inbox came from Kathy Heller. And for those of you who don't know Kathy Heller, she's a podcast host. She's a business coach. And she wrote a book called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And she's all about women going and doing the things that they really want to do that light them up. I love her podcast. Quote from her email this week is, having the stamina to tolerate your mediocrity is the key to your brilliance. Having the courage to tolerate your mediocrity is what will allow you to find the magical things you're going to do. Oh my gosh, that landed for me personally, and it landed for my child at this particular moment. 
And so here we go with today's topic, courage and stamina, your willingness to tolerate discomfort as a newbie, or maybe even in the middle of whatever sort of project or season of life you're in. When we keep going, when we show up with courage every day, when we can endure and have that stamina, that is where the magic happens. It's when you can be in that state, when you can embrace being awkward and uncomfortable. That is very literally the road to becoming better, to becoming even good or possibly great at something. At the very least, that sort of mediocrity, that middle position, is you learning to like something. It's a process. And we've forgotten how to be in this state, how to feel like a beginner, what it feels like. We just know that it's uncomfortable. We have forgotten how to embrace the mess and that, yeah, and we're going to have some emotions and feelings and that it's okay. It's not only part of being human, but it's part of the process. And when we're in this newbie phase or we're in this phase of mediocrity, we don't like it because, of course, it's uncomfortable, but we make it mean something about us. We make it mean we're never going to get it. We're inept. We're not naturals. And a lot of times we resist the feeling, thinking that something's going to go wrong. So we spend a whole bunch of mental and emotional time and energy and effort trying to resist when if we could just accept it, not like it, just accept it, we'd be able to usher ourselves through that moment of being new and feeling awkward and uncomfortable or even in the middle. But what happens for so many of us is we quit or we don't even start. We don't even give ourselves the chance. You know that phrase, quiet quitting, that went around, was it this past summer? We're not quiet quitting on ourselves. We're just flat out quitting. And the less we're willing to try new things, the less we're trying, the less willing to be uncomfortable, I want to say that it's a precarious place because if we're not willing to try, if we're not willing to take small risks, if we're not willing to feel uncomfortable, then we are frustrated because we're not making our life happen. We're not making our dreams happen. When we don't take chances, even the ones that are safe or super minimized, we're not pushing ourselves to our edges. And we've heard that phrase, right? Your growth happens just outside your comfort zone. I'm not talking about leaping from a plane, although if you want to do that, by all means, go for it. I'm talking about simple risks like learning to make sourdough bread. No risk there. You're going to go through some ingredients. You're going to have some flops, but eventually you're going to get it and it's going to be delicious. I'm talking about risks like making a new friend, putting yourself out there, asking somebody for coffee, asking them to, I don't know, go do goat yoga with you, whatever it is, putting yourself out there and saying, hey, I like you. Let's make friends. It's hard to make friends as a, or it's different to make friends as a woman, as an adult. I'm talking about learning a new game. Maybe you've never done Sudoku or you've never done Wordle. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating in the beginning, but 
when you stick through it, you eventually figure it out. Or something like hand lettering. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to practice my own form of hand lettering or calligraphy. My daughter has it down, nailed, but I'm not willing to be mediocre. Fascinating, right? When we put ourselves out there, or we don't put ourselves out there, we have less of what we want. We don't have that full life. We don't have that vibrancy. We don't have those new experiences. And we don't take the risks because there's something wrong with us or we don't know how. Quite the opposite. We do this because our brains are hardwired. We are hardwired to avoid pain. And our brain senses any sort of newness, any sort of vulnerability, any sort of taking a chance as being harmful to our very existence. Now, we know that in most cases with what we're talking about, that's not true. There's nothing inherently risky about making a new, your life isn't in danger if you're going to try to learn to hand letter or have a go at playing an instrument or making sourdough bread. But your brain doesn't know that. So it senses danger, danger, Will Robinson, and then it sends up all of these warning signals and we listen. We don't realize that we have a choice. We don't realize that, wow, that is coming from one part of our brain the amygdala. And we have a whole other part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, that is responsible for logic and decision making. It's called the executive functioning part of our brain. We don't realize that we're just living from the back of our brain and that, oh, wow, we can tap into a different part of us. We don't realize that we can pause and say, oh, yeah, I hear that that you don't want me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway and I'm going to be okay. It's this concept of reacting versus responding. Reacting is that innate, instinctual, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. But responding is, oh, yeah, I hear that. I see that. And I'm going to proceed anyway. It's the difference between saying, oh, yeah, this is hard. No way. I want to quit the basketball team. I don't even want to continue to try out versus, oh, yeah. Of course, I don't know how to do this, so it feels really weird. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Subtle, but significant. Here's another personal story. For me, sometimes I struggle. I have a harder time getting myself into the office to do podcast creation for you. I keep notes in my journal and on my phone about ideas when they drop in, and when it comes to the point in my creative process where I'm sitting down and doing the brain dump and the ideas and trying to piece it together coherently and cohesively, I oftentimes resist that. And what I've been working on, and in fact, it was just this week, I had this whole brainstorming session in the morning and I came up with this reframe and I've shifted from that place of judgment to curiosity. and. It's all about, gosh, what's going to come in today? What ideas are going to come through? What is going to come out of my heart? What am I going to say today? So bringing curiosity, bringing compassion to myself, even this idea of, gosh, I'm going to go and sit and write and have fun with it feels very different than the pressure or the intensity that I might have put on myself in the past. and. 
by allowing myself to be mediocre at this and keeping on, keeping going, mustering that courage and having the stamina, I hope I'm able to put together a great episode for you. What are the benefits of trying something new, of refusing to be immaculately mediocre? Honestly, when you can learn to be uncomfortable, when you can learn to tolerate discomfort or anything unfamiliar, that is, one of my mentors calls this, the currency to your dreams. We quit because we don't like it. It's unfamiliar. But if we could be with ourselves, if we could learn how to go through that process, that is exactly what is going to get us where we want to go faster. Why wouldn't we do this? The alternative seems appealing for about five seconds, right? We've all spent copious amounts of time of Netflixing and chilling over the past few years. But I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. There's definitely a time and a place. And when I come at that from a place of relaxing or it's the end of my day and this is how I decompress, it feels very different than when I do that because I want to avoid something or I don't want to take a risk. My body knows. My heart knows. Part of my personal life's philosophy is we're here for experiencing life. We're here for loving. We're here for all of it. I want to feel all of the emotions. And that's a deeper question for you. Why not? Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you embrace something new? Why would you settle for being immaculately mediocre? Another reason why I want you to do something like this is simply for the love of the thing, because you love to bake and you want to learn to make bread. That's a beautiful thing. For the love of myself, I choose to do and stick with this process, both with the podcast and anything I embrace, because it's in my highest best interest, because I want more, not from a place of I'm lacking or I need something outside of me to fill me up, but because I truly believe when these desires and these dreams drop into me when they're part of me they're there for a reason and that is reason enough because i desire because i seek pleasure because it sounds like it's fun my goodness because i'm innately curious when i follow the breadcrumbs and when you follow the breadcrumbs of your life you never know where they're going to lead but they're all taking you somewhere there's this phrase you grow through what you go through. And it's not to negate or bypass the pain or the sorrow or the anguish. You've heard me say this before. Two things can exist at the same time. Something can be uncomfortable. We can be new at it and also know that we're going to get better, that we're going to stick it out. What are some of the roadblocks? to trying something new so you're not immaculately mediocre. Pardon the interruption, but I need your help. I've got a five-question survey, the link is in the show notes, about content for this podcast. And if you fill it out, I will send you a chocolate bar. Thank you so much. The link is in the show notes. The little things add up. I'm not asking you to commit whole hog to anything new. I'm not asking you to go out and start a whole giant 
new project that's going to take up all of your time. I'm talking about doing something for five minutes. I'm talking about hand lettering for five minutes, for allowing it to be messy. Because five minutes every day adds up. Five minutes today, your first time, you're super uncomfortable, you're super annoyed, you're super frustrated. But at the end of that five minutes, you do feel a sense of accomplishment. And tomorrow you go in and you tell yourself, oh yeah, I know that this is going to feel uncomfortable because I did it yesterday. But guess what? Tomorrow, because you already have five minutes under your belt, you actually manage to do one letter that you can see the progress. Little bits over time add up. You might even find, and by might, I have that in giant air quotes. This has been my personal experience. You might even find that when you're doing something you love, it actually creates more time in your life. And this is for two reasons. One, when we're fulfilled, oh my gosh, it just opens up a whole bunch of energy for us. We are pumped. We are on fire. We're in flow. So you show up to the rest of your life with all of that vibrancy. And yeah, you're way more effective. The other reason why that matters is because we spend so much time and we don't even realize it. We spend so much time resisting what we really want to do, where our heart is leading us, that we're just flipping exhausted. We give ourselves the mental and emotional beatdowns constantly. When if we just acknowledged what we want to do, it's for those of you who've ever been on a diet and hello, me too. Back in the day when Snackwell's cookies were popular, I would eat an entire package of Snackwell's cookies because I told myself I couldn't have the Oreos, where if I just had the Oreos, I probably would have had three, maybe four, way better than 20 or 30 cookies. When you give yourself what you really want, you teach yourself not only that, that it's okay, but you know how to be satisfied. And then you take that satisfaction and it fuels you forward for everything else. One of the other big roadblocks that I hear women say a lot is they feel guilty for taking time away from their family or their kids, or they could be doing something else to do the thing that they really love, that we somehow need to justify doing something for fun or for pleasure or just because it's not productive. This is part of a bigger discussion for sure, but we've been conditioned to believe as women that everything we do has to be tied to some sort of a result, that we have to generate some sort of a tangible metric, that we have to be productive all of the time. And it is simply not true. You were not born. You were not put on this planet. You were not who you are to be productive, to achieve inbox zero, or to cross every single item off of your to-do list. We've been sold an errant bill of goods, and it is all optional. Okay, that is my rant for today. But I just want you to know that you do not need to feel guilty for doing anything that you want to do. Are you willing to believe that you deserve what you want? Are you willing to believe that you can be uncomfortable and stick with something and become better or good or even great? This is not about committing to a hundred things. This is not about 
inbox zero or a completely zeroed out to-do list. And it is definitely not the go big or go home mindset. This is about acknowledging where you may not be taking risks, where you're not willing to try because you don't want to feel uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just an acknowledgement. It's about you maybe next time having a gentle conversation with yourself that goes something like, hey, I'm going to try this. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway. This is about you playing it safe because you make it mean something about you because you've become risk averse. My gosh, big deal. We've all become risk averse. It's too easy to not take the risk. It's okay. This isn't a judgment. This is not an indictment of who you are. And your moral worth is certainly not tied to it. It's simply an explanation about the flip side. Maybe something you haven't considered. This is about creating because you want to, because you exist, because you can. I truly, I will leave this. I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. I truly believe that the dreams and desires that come to you are there for a reason. Go get them. Go do that thing. And if you do, please let me know what it is because I want to cheer you on every step of the way. You can find me, hello, at Stacey V. Thanks for being here today. Hey, if you liked this podcast or it had any aha moments, please do me a solid and share it with a friend. I want, and quite frankly, we need women to go and do the things that light them up. Sharing takes just three seconds and it helps me a lot too, especially as I grow and expand this podcast and make sure that you have the content that you want and you need. Thank you. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care.